mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue, recording on this, the 24th of September. I am Dino, and you are... Naya Mace. Hey, guys. Hey, man. It is a, uh, it's, it is finally, finally gonna start cooling off. Finally. Oh, yeah, no. Um, last week was the first time I had, I could smell fall in the air. You know, that fall smell when you, like, yep. when you're exiting summer and your fall is approaching. It's like, oh, finally, the, the good, the good months begin. Yes, uh, I, I we've talked about that on the show. I think last year around this time, where it was like, I, I hate summer and I love fall. Uh-huh. Uh, and the faster I can get, faster summer can go out, get out of here, uh, the better. Uh, it's it's uh, fall to me is the best season. Oh, it's uh, wonderful. It's, it's great. I think I'm on the other side of that though. I'm on the other side of the year hmm. from you. I think I prefer spring. I'm a fan of rain. Okay. I'm a fan of, I of do love cool rain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think I'm on that side of it. Also, I don't like this is the thing. I don't like summer, it's too damn hot. I also don't like mm-hmm. winter winter, it's too damn cold. Um mm, okay. <laughs> and and um, part of that's just because of the fact that like working outside in the winter, you're all bundled oh, up sure. and stuff, and it makes like you have to make a choice between being warm and being able to work. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, if you yeah, if you're if you're working like outdoors and stuff like that in the winter, yeah, no, no fun. Mm-hmm. Um what um th- this is actually like this is more of an aesthetic thing to me but i i think um and, and this is actually kind of almost kind a little bit going against your point but your your point is well taken but it's like i think i would hate or I, i've lived in the south for a little bit so and i did i do not like winter in the southern hemisphere because the only good thing about winter that i like is snow oh yeah <laughs> i, I yeah. no like that's 100 of yes. snow so if it's just going to be cold in the south, but there's nothing, like all the trees are, there's no leaves are on the trees, everything is dead, and there's no snowfall whatsoever, it's just, yes. man, this sucks. It's just it's cold, just, it's and you're getting pleasant. chapped lips for nothing. Like, you're, like there's yeah, no nothing, nothing, in, nothing in return for it. You're just getting exactly. chapped lips, and it looks, it's yeah. not pretty, it's just gray outside. Yes, I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. Yeah, so like I, I live, I live in Maine, and sometimes like the so there are many Maine like towns and cities that are like Christmas towns, where it's like when it snart, starts snowing, it's like you know a, a Hallmark Hallmark movie, right? Oh yeah, uh, and that's very nice to look at. It's very nice to take walks, and it's it's it makes it more bearable for me to like be out in the cold if I can at least enjoy the set, appreciate you know? it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, if there's I no get snow, it. then I, I hate winter. I hate it if there's no snowfall. Um, <laughs> even though that would make it mean more mean more cold, uh, I'd rather have snowfall and cold than just cold. You know what I mean? Well, it's also there's something to the lightness of snow. Like I mean, I mean in a yes. color sort of way. Like there's yes. because when it's just gray outside, like it is through most of yeah. the winter. Um, when it's just gray and there's nothing going, there's something about the way that the snow reflects light. That makes the yes. winter seem less dour. Yes, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. It, it's just, it's so much nicer when there's actual snow on the ground. Coming from, it, coming from Lubbock, it yeah. snowed twice a year there, and it wasn't even really mm. snow. Like, it was just, oh, <laughs> it was yeah. like a slight blanketing, and then it would just turn to mud within hours. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. And, and that's actually, like, um, I like winter less the longer it goes on, because then mm. the snow just turns into, like, gross, like, slushy mud, you know, over time. Um like, yes uh it's just like just okay, road like, grime <laughs> all in it right it's snow is cool on the like uh trek towards christmas and stuff uh-huh. like that uh but after that it's like okay i've seen enough you, yes. can, you can go yes. away now and spring can go <laughs> I'm, I'm finished with you <laughs> yeah yeah exactly be gone winter um yeah yeah, absolutely. Oh, there is though. There is there is one other thing that's kind of looking up, and I haven't mentioned this to you yet. Uh, yes. Not not, oh, okay. not in depth anyway. Um, and I don't think I've told anyone the actual story, but but the okay. So I'm I'm finally getting sworn in next week. Or this week, congratulations! I guess that's so awesome comes out. Thank you very that's much. Awesome. Thank you very much. I'll be I'll be taking the oath uh, this coming week. I got my license and everything, but I have to take the oath before I can practice. Um. The the what had happened. This is this is such a, a a. This is honestly kind of why licensure sucks. I'm gonna tell a story about why licensure is stupid <laughs> okay. and sucks. Okay, so I took the bar, did fine on the bar, one take, no problem. Okay, and then I go to take the MPRE, the ethics exam. Mm-hmm. So I study for the ethics exam for like a couple of weeks leading up to it, and I'm studying. I'm doing the Themis program, which is one of the study aids. And I'm I'm working through it, and it's all good. I go to take the exam. Don't do well enough for Texas. Uh, I'm thinking I made like a 73. Texas requires an 85. And that's adjusted points out of 150. Like, it's so weird the way they score it. But um, I, I made like a 73, and I needed like an 85. So it's like, okay, well, I have to take the next administration of it, and that's like three months later. So I've been sitting around for three months waiting to take this stupid test. I go take the test. All right. After I go back, what what happened when I went to take the first time was that I had studied for the test format that it had been up to that point. And one of the the things about the test format is that it ended with a like you could tell by the call of the question what the rule that they were testing on was. And then you could just sort of recall the rule and go to the answers and you would get it and it's all good. And then you move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they changed that, and now the call of the question oh, okay. on all of the multiple choice questions is something like, uh, will the attorney face disciplinary action? Instead of relating to a particular rule, like, was it proper for the attorney to do this with the money or whatever? Instead of relating right. to an actual rule, it, it says, are they going to get it? It gives you a fact pattern and it goes, are they getting in trouble? <laughs> it's just like an empirical question. Like, right. well... But the problem is there's some of that stuff that's up in the air. Some of it's a judgment call. Right. So right, right, some right, of the yeah. questions are going to be bullshit anyway. But then the way that I had studied for the test and the test-taking strategies that I went in with just totally fell flat on my first that's time a very, That's a very weird question. Uh, like, will they get in trouble? Well, it's like, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some of those questions where it's like, man, I mean, there's some of them where the fact patterns, they obviously broke the rules. Uh-huh. But there's a lot of them where it's a little squishy. And so mm-hmm. it's it's difficult to tell sometimes. Um, yeah. But they but anyway, they had changed the format of the question. So all the test taking skills that I had that I had learned while I was studying totally fell flat. 
on the first on my first time taking the exam. By the Don't time you love I went, when administrative makes your time waste your time. Oh and yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's totally great. And here's the thing: they knew that that's how people studied for it. They knew that, and they changed it on purpose. Um, and so, so then by the time I went to go study again, everybody had updated their programs to the right question formats and stuff. So I went and I studied again in the, in the couple of weeks <laughs> leading up to my second time taking it. And I did great. I, I, I passed with way more points than I needed, but the, oh, yeah. it's, it was it literally, they changed the format of the test and it, it threw off my ability to work for three, for three months. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're past that. I'm so happy for you that you're uh, gonna like uh, get sworn in. Uh, uh, that that's awesome. Thank you. I'm I'm very happy about it as well. I just got the scores came in the other day. I made sure they got sent to the bar. I, I paid my dues uh, to the bar. I think two nights ago, or uh, no, three nights ago or so. I got my packet back, and I'm ready to go get sworn in and start working. Um, oh, that's awesome. It, it's it's great seeing this too like because like, i've seen you like from my own perspective like on this kind of like you know progression this journey so it's so awesome to see that payoff yeah you've I'm been there since happy. the beginning of it uh so, for, close, for, yeah. for a long time yeah yeah it's it's uh it's well thank you for that it's it's very i'm happy that i'm beyond the bullshit aspects of it right. yeah. <laughs> i can finally i can finally start working now uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm again, as I said, I'm, I'm so happy to see that. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, anyway, that's why if people had been wondering why, and I said on the last episode I would update people on this, if people have been wondering why I hadn't really been talking about it. That was why is I was just waiting to get all of this stuff cleared out so I could actually yeah. get get to work because this was a mm-hmm. it, was, it threw off like seriously it threw off my plans by three months. That sucks. Yeah, no, that's that sucks. But I, I don't know. I, I got it done. I got it out of the way. But it, it, it was, it's, it's dumb, dumb too because it's like I'm sitting there and I'm taking these practice exams on this, and I'm doing well enough on the practice exams. I'm like, why is this not how this works? Because it doesn't make any sense that I'm sitting here doing these practice exams and doing well on them and all this other stuff, and then I go in and I take the actual exam. And it's like, why is this even part of the process? Right. It's like it's not it's not like it was uh, necessarily like uh, you didn't know or anything like that. It's that they changed it up so radically from what you were training for that. It's just like, well, this is just, you know, this is obviously to screw some people over. (laughs) Right. Uh, You know? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, they do that, too, on the they did that on um, Lady Jane's administration of uh, of the bar exam. I won't say exactly what was on it because you're not supposed to. Um, Sure. But. But there were questions on there that were questions of law that all of the all of the preparation companies said, skip this section of law. They never test it. And it's not really relevant today. Like this, this mm-hmm. issue never comes up in practice and the bar yeah. never tests it. Just skip it. Well, there was there was a whole section on it. on, <laughs> on oh Lady Jane's, And they know the way that the prep companies teach this stuff. So they did that on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it, that just strikes me as malicious at a yes. certain point. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I just wanted to I just wanted to update people on that a little bit. And, and that's yeah. why that's why I haven't been talking about it very much is because uh, I was waiting to retake that exam and then get my license and then yada, yada, yada. 
So I have my license and I can't practice until I'm sworn in, but I'll be swearing in this week at some point. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. What else was there? Oh, another small little thing. And this isn't related to any of the topics that we were going to discuss on the, on the show or, or I had told you I wanted to bring this up, but okay. So are you familiar with the YouTuber Windagoon? Oh yes. I, I've seen a lot of, a lot of his videos. He's great. I love him. I, I think he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I find he's a, he's a he's kind of a cool dude. He hangs out with some of the two A sort of uh, YouTube guys. Yeah. Um, I think he's actually there's a picture of him. I think in Grantham's kitchen or is it Brandon Herrera's kitchen? <laughs> I thought it was Grantham's. I, I thought I seen a picture Grantham's of him kitchen. He's in with Grantham and Brandon Herrera. Yeah. <laughs> so like he hangs out with that kind of crew. And he yeah. uh, he's he makes really really interesting videos on on like esoteric yeah. topics and and if yeah. if I could yeah, describe like his channel in one way yes uh, yeah what were you saying no no I was just saying like, I was just mentioning like he talks about like cryptology like cryptids and stuff like mm-hmm. that and very like mysterious things and also just like you know it just yeah as you said like esoteric topics like iceberg videos if anyone is familiar with those things yes. like that a lot of really good he stuff. has the definitive conspiracy theory iceberg rundown it's nine yes. hours long <laughs> yes <laughs> and it is so good <laughs> yeah yeah no, I watched great. it in parts was it was when it was originally coming out that's how I discovered him um, that's how a lot mm. of people discovered him was his, his conspiracy iceberg videos. Um, but he's, I mean, he's Windigoon, obviously a, a, a reference to the Windigo and to, and, yeah. uh, the gun culture goon culture thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought people would put together, uh, you know, kind of like where he sits just by the name. As but, well, especially you know. <laughs> when he has Sunday schools on his YouTube, like back when he would do Sunday school mm-hmm. and like they would, he would just upload basically a sermon (laughs) yeah like like you would think that you would think that people would know sort of the kind of dude we're talking about here but no apparently the 14 year olds on twitter are just now discovering that he's not a gun control advocate and that he's not a socialist and that he doesn't want all this lefty shit that they're fans of oh no (laughs) (laughs) And one of the funnier ones I saw, he replied to a, uh, he had replied to Piers Morgan, um, when, when the, uh, okay, so the SCOTUS blog had posted in, in, this was all the way back in 2022, SCOTUS blog had posted, I think this was the Bruin, I think this was a reference to the Bruin decision, but SCOTUS blog had posted the result of that, and then... Piers Morgan had responded to it by saying, uh, America's response to its recent mass shootings is to make it even easier for Americans to use guns, and he went on about it. And Windigoon replied with Chad with nods uh, and an uh, AR uh, saying yes. <laughs> and somebody screenshotted this and said, um, in part of this thread where people are talking about like how Windigoon's a bad guy. This dude screenshotted this and posted it and said, this tweet is also really telling. The replies show the audience he attracts. Crying face, crying face, plus screenshot if it gets deleted. If it gets deleted. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's going to delete, delete the meme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. One of my favorite, uh, like, just 
instances online that like things you've re- the, the reoccurring instances that you run up to or run up on in online like spaces is when someone like screenshots something and they think oh this is so damning and it's like no this is just what i believe uh, <laughs> you, you know and, and it's just some, you know it's like i can't believe this person would think differently than i do yes I, can, can, can you believe that windagoon doesn't want gun control it's like yeah that's one of the reasons yeah, right. i like him yeah, right, yeah. Can can you believe that that this person, whatever whatever fucking YouTuber, I don't know, can <laughs> fucking it does remind me though. Um, do you remember what happened to to Tabuscus? Uh no. Okay. So after many years ago, one of his ex girlfriends came out and basically said that he was an insane coke addict. Okay. Um, <laughs> and as, as, I do not know how much I'm verification sure he has bad qualities too. Oh right! <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how much verification there was for that. But he basically his his whole sort of thing evaporated overnight, and it didn't help that he was making the same content over and over. He never really evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he lost cute win fail. Whatever, uh, whatever company there was a company that was that he was making cute win fail on contract for, and then he like stopped making episodes and they cut his contract and took over the channel and all this other stuff. Um, but he he basically lost his whole audience. Um, and he like still makes Instagram reels, I guess. And there was uh, an Instagram post of him hanging out and playing Nerf with Kyle Rittenhouse. Apparently, he went oh. like hard conservative. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he, like, up- he uploaded a picture of himself and Kyle Rittenhouse with Nerf guns. <laughs> oh god! I, I, yeah, it's just you know, it's like one of those online things, like you know, like with Linda Gooden and that person. Like, it's like, oh, I can't believe this person would think differently than I do. Yeah. Or you know, actually, somewhat recently, this happened with Chris Raygun, where a bunch of people somehow thought Chris Raygun was like some right winger. Or something oh, like yeah, that, like, like alt right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, no, he's been a self-avowed liberal like the whole time. Yeah, like, in his video, you weren't listening. Like, <laughs> yeah, and people are complaining because he's not talking about like SJWs anymore and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, because they're not really a big thing. Like, yeah, th- th- sure, you can find them, and they're, they're still there, but they're not at the level that they, they were in 2016. Well, you there's, know what I mean? Yeah, there's so kind of two things that happen. The first thing is that it's totally played out, right? And, this, yes. and then the second thing is that they won where they won. They they, right. they fucking won. Look, all, the tits are gone from Mortal Kombat. They won. <laughs> Who cares? Right. It's over. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it, it's like, I think a lot of people like thought that, well, if you're criticizing SJWs, then that means you must be on the right. But there were, I remember in 2016, there were many like liberals, like self-avowed liberals who were saying, no, these people are acting stupid. Uh, yeah. Like the way they're acting is just like uh, very dumb, um, and it's like yeah, but it, it just it plays into that whole thing where it's like yeah, uh, you should not just immediately assume people agree with you, and then you're not going to be disappointed when yes. when it turns out they don't. Well, do you remember the way that people on the other side of that? Do you remember the way that the left responded to Lacey Green when she oh, started yes. dating Chris Reagan? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, they, they turned <laughs> into some very nasty people, let's say, in some of the uh, comments. Uh, yes, she was. Yeah. She was kind of the proto version of the people who comment on shoe on head shit now. Like, mm-hmm. the, like it's the same kind of attitude that they have. Like she was the proto pick me. Um. Mm-hmm. 
in a sense. It was it was wild. But it, it's this yeah. weird parasocial thing that people get. The, the original post on this was like, somebody had said, the shock and betrayal when you're listening to a video essayist and podcaster who you generally respect saying the most jaw-dropping, gobsmacking, bad, uneducated take, yada, 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 whatever. And somebody responded and said, you can just say Windigan. And this individual replied, the, the original poster replied, and said, this is so real, but I was actually thinking about one of his friends in this case. Windigan stuff made me so distraught because I subscribed to him when he had 4,000 4, followers, and he said my fan art was his favorite for a while. Okay, like, why are you... First of all, it, it's, it's a Windigo skull with nods on. What did you think he was? Right. Like, who right. did you think also, he was? Maybe this is different for us, like people like us, like libertarians and anarchists, because we already go in knowing that 99% of people don't don't agree with us. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we're already like primed for that, right? Like when I watch someone's like content or something that I like, I, I am not thinking that, oh, I bet this person's just like me. They believe just like I do on things you know it, right. that's, it's kind of an insane belief but i see this i especially see this in like leftist circles where like they just have this like default assumption that people are like them uh and that they people believe like they do policy wise things like that i and think it's, it's very strange i think it's related uh, to their their perception of morality where it's like they they see all of their views as good and moral, and so when they come across oh. someone who they like, they genuinely like what they make, and they seem like genuinely good people. Which Windigoon does seem like a genuinely good dude. Yeah. Um. They come across them, and they're like, "Oh, this person seems like a good person," and then they find out that they right. don't agree with them. It's like, well, then they can't be a good person because right. they don't it's agree like a with them. They right in their head it's like well uh good people believe in my values this person appears to be good so therefore he must believe in my values it's kind of like it yeah yeah it's, um I, I think that's right on the money yeah that that makes a lot of sense to me um and, yeah, and it, it also helps like, that they're all 14 like all these people are 14 i do not i do oh. not believe that these people are adults with any life experience at all i hope not uh, yeah. <laughs> right uh, it's terrifying if they are. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I guess I like from the libertarian perspective, I, I just uh, and like for me, it's just it's, it's a weird thing. Because if I, if I had to like if I could only enjoy things made by libertarians and I couldn't enjoy much of anything at all. No, uh, really? You know, so I absolutely I just, it, not. It, it's just a weird thing to me where it's like, oh, well, if I'm watching something, uh, you know, I have to believe that the artist or the, you know, the person behind it has to validate my personal views or something. It's like they're looking for, like, political validation in the people they like. And it's like, I don't understand that, really. I, I like, yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, I can understand, like, the concept of validation that, you know, fine. Yeah, okay, sure, I get that. But I, I feel like, yeah, you should just believe what you believe in your political values. And if you think they're right, then you they're right regardless of what other people around you think and it doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of the person because most people's political values are very norm core very like like there's not a whole lot of people out there who are actually fascists there's not a whole lot of people out there who are actually you know face the wall commies right most people are super normal yeah, and a lot of people are good, and their political beliefs are uh, like not connected to the, how they are as a person, you know. And that, right. I, for like, for for a lot of people, I think that like uh, for someone like uh, like if you're like a liberal or something, right, and you kind of have like this almost totalizing worldview, 
where you know uh, the personal is political type thing, right? Yes, I, I think that's where you get into this disconnect, like you said, like you, you articulated very well before, um, where it's like, yeah, they uh, there's just like they can't square the logic uh, from their perspective. Because uh, how can this person be seemingly a decent person and also not believe what I believe? Um, that that's yeah, it's sort of like yeah, you. Uh, I, I think it's just obvious to me, at least from my perspective, that like yeah, people's political beliefs actually uh, have very little to do with what how our person, uh, how what personal morals are, and how they treat other people interpersonally. Yes, that's you know, that's so very true. Very there are there are people and that who are mean, in our circles who are absolute assholes. Like yes, no, I'm, I'm sure that, that yeah. are listening to this, but I mean, there are people yeah. who are dicks. Yeah. Yes, yes, there are many libertarians and anarchists who I just not want to be around. And right, with, right. We don't want to spend any time um, with them. Yeah, and I, I had there's many normies who I could totally like chill with. Uh, Absolutely, who don't. Yeah, so it's for and that again. That's not to excuse people's political beliefs. I'm not saying you know, well that that means you know their support of war is okay or something. It just means that I think there's a disconnect between how you know how you personally see another human being like face to face and how you personally act. And that's kind of like a revealed preference type thing. Yes. And like what your, you know, your more abstract thoughts are on certain issues. Um, that's another thing entirely. And I don't think they're necessarily uh, congruent with each other. Often they're not. No. Yes. Very often they're not. And, and it also because normal normie sort of political views cause twisting of morality anyway. Like if you were to actually yes. ask people up front, you know, hey, is it okay to steal from people? No. But they're also going to say taxes are good. Why? Yes, exactly. Because they've twisted yeah. themselves into a brain pretzel to justify it. I mean, that's, it's, and, that's yeah. what it is. And they themselves see that they, it, there's not, there's like, um, not congruence there with what they actually believe per, on a personal level. Right. Um, and, you know, I, we've talked about this before, but like one of the uh, uh, good things about, I think, Stefan Molyneux is his about me argument, which is like, wait, if you're actually like in a discussion with someone and you're talking politics, and I'm not necessarily recommending you do this, but I, I think it's it's good if you were to discuss politics with like a normie, I do think this is a good way to do it, um, which is to say, OK, well, you know, we're all just people here. And would you feel comfortable? Would you think it would be morally OK if you did X or Y to this person? And it's like, they say, as you said, they say, well, well no, of course not. It's like, OK, well, why right. is it OK when the state who is made up of people do this thing? Uh, and, and then it just like, again, pretzel brain, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, there's just like an incongruence. It's like, well, that's different. It's just the special pleading. Um, but the uh, fact that they, they have to turn themselves yeah. into a pretzel to get there says something about yes. their actual morality. What they personally exactly. believe is not that that stuff is okay. That's why they have to twist themselves into a pretzel to do it, but to right. justify it's it. cognitive dissonance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah they have to. They, they have to. Uh, it's something they've just always grown up with, and also. Um, I, I think it's it's it makes sense on a like a, a a social level too because obviously if you're going to be a pariah in like uh, in a political sense and have like these very weird beliefs or out of the norm beliefs, yeah. uh, even if they're not out of the norm in your personal life, if you they're out of the norm in a political sense, I wouldn't know anything about that. Very high. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, of course not. None of us would. Uh, but no, it, it's uh, that could come with some very high social costs too. If like all your friends are like you know. Uh, normies like uh, you know talking about like uh, having these strong ethical convictions that apply consistently between your personal life and your political beliefs that can cause some very 
uh, deep ramifications like so for your social life um especially so it makes complete sense why there would be resistance to it and yes. why people compartmentalize that away to for something else right so oftentimes a lot of people a lot of conservatives and liberals are very decent people uh like in interpersonally um um, and they just have these really in that you know that's the struggle uh, in some sense anarchists like you're you're such a good person like on an interpersonal level and you believe in things yeah right <laughs> exactly uh, politically yeah <clears throat> i was having a conversation one time with uh, some of lady jane's friends and we were at a dinner and um and th- something had come up it was it was a discussion about some sort of policy decision or something like that and uh the the, for some reason uh i believe my opinion on the on the issue had been solicited if not then i offered my take unsolicited but i i don't think that's what happened because i don't remember saying anything for real saying anything and the reason that is is because i recalled being like nah um i don't uh i'm not on either side of that if you know what i mean and they're just like what do you mean and i was wearing my hat that had the circled a on it and i just like pointed (laughs) at the front of my hat and he's like Oh wait, that's for real? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm for real about that. And he he goes, "Oh, cool." <laughs> because he had had like he had been like a radical like in the past basically. He had been a, a certain oh, okay. a certain brand yeah. of radical, right? He's a lefty kind of sure. guy, but and but I was like, "No, yeah, I'm for real about it. <laughs> I don't I, I legitimately don't think these people should exist." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And it was like, but, but in mixed company, it was fine to do it there because all these people came from like radical lefty sort of college yes. groups and stuff. Sure. So the sure, radical I, yeah. politics wasn't weird to them, but in mixed mm-hmm. company, that's the kind of thing that could get people looking at you really funny and maybe not talking to you anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's all those things like, that's a good, that's a good, this is like, um, I'm generally like in real life. I'm not a person who will give like unsolicited opinions and stuff like that. Uh, like politically, right. uh, it's like I am. You know, if I'm in in company or something like that with people who just do not share my values, uh, with politically whatsoever, I'm not going to like <laughs> like you know, uh, drive a wedge in there. You know right. what I mean? Like, it, I, yeah. I'm I I generally don't. But this is what I will do because I'm a total. F- I'm I'm a piece of shit. I'm I'm such a prick. Um, (laughs) when there's a conversation going on about something like that, like maybe there's a a conversation going on about, um, you know, the prison system, maybe there's a conversation Mm -hmm. going on about economics or, or fine or, uh, uh, fiscal policy, whatever it may be. As soon as the conversation, as everyone said their piece and the conversation starts to lull, that's my cue. And that's when I throw the monkey wrench in that <laughs> that is the left field consideration that did not come up at all. But it's like, uh, you know, this uh, like if people are talking about bail, right? Um, oh, sure. people go back and forth talking about bail and it's like, well, bail's got to be, you know, you got to keep these people behind bars. You know, you can't just let these people out of jail and all this other stuff. And as soon as the conversation dies down and, and things start to sort of, you know, like there's a gap. Um, mm-hmm. that's when I throw in, uh, why are we keeping innocent people in cages? Aren't they presumed innocent? <laughs> and it's like, it just, yeah. it, the whole thing. Just <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I want to like um, rescind my uh, past statement because, like, I, I, while I, I'm not actively trying to throw like uh, put a wedge in between any type of like social situation with a bunch of people who don't share my values, 
Um, if if someone like asks my advice, or or if if they specifically are very snarky in their wrong political beliefs, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I will. Uh, you know, my uh, I have a trigger trigger finger uh, about uh, shooting <laughs> off some like uh, comment, especially if like some. What particularly gets me is like war and uh, oh, prison yeah. specifically. Those two issues specifically. Uh, if someone just is like very being very like. Um, like uh callous about like other people's lives and not taking into consideration that yeah uh, little babies get burned to death in war yeah um and stuff like that they're just like you know being nonchalant about that it, it, it i i have to struggle to kind of hold back just like you know just yeah. giving it to them straight you know yeah that's that's one of that is one of my favorite things to do is just wait until everybody at the table has thrown in their two cents and 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 everybody thinks that you know we found some common ground and all this other stuff and then i'm just like yeah but uh what about uh you know insert deeper moral implication that nobody nobody was considering (laughs) (laughs) and it's just it blows the whole thing up it's one of my favorite things to do because i'm a huge dick but also because it really is it really is to me it's interesting to see how people respond to that because some people a lot of people when that happens their response is like well i i, I hadn't i hadn't thought of that like that's just as right. far as it goes yeah. and it's like i know you. Well, it, that's why it I also, said it. <laughs> yeah it's also not necessarily just a rude thing either like sometimes someone like you can point out something and show that there's an incongruency in someone's like personal versus political oh yeah no sure i don't i don't like, oh, i don't yeah. do it in like a challenging like a butting heads way it's just yeah, more yeah. like a oh, yeah, right, what right, about right. this yeah. idea <laughs> right exactly. yeah yeah because it's exactly. it's very funny to me it's kind of like actually mm-hmm. you know what it's very much like do you remember and this is actually this actually serves as a segue too to something else that I wanted to bring up but um when the conservatives were talking about bud light <laughs> yes and they were talking about the other things they were buying mhm how many times did you did first of all did you have the opportunity to talk to anybody about this in real life no, I, I didn't talk about the Bud Light thing to anyone in real life. I just, just I really didn't care about it that much either. And it was just like it wasn't a topic that really appealed to me. Uh, so it's just like I had it never I, there was never a chance for it to come up, I should say, I guess. That makes sense. Um, it did come up for me uh, mm-hmm. a couple of times in, in real life. And when somebody would mention what they were buying in its place, it was almost without fail another Anheuser-Busch product. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was very fun for me to say yeah that's the same company my discord crashed and i have no idea why oh okay <laughs> all right i'm back now um anyway that was a that was something that was always fun for me was to 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 mm-hmm. sort of point out like uh oh yeah that thing you're buying instead of bundle same company so, yeah still am right yeah Bush. exactly yeah we're really showing them. Yeah, you you sure showed them exactly. <laughs> Have you seen that the same thing is happening now with Burger King? Yes, I am. Uh, this is the fallout this, of the Russell Brand yeah. thing. I'm sorry, what were you saying? Yes. No, I was just about to say it, it's because of the Russell Brand thing, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. So they pulled their ads from Rumble because Rumble refused to demonetize Russell Brand. Mm-hmm. And so the 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 quartering um is trying to keep this thing going. Burger King hates free speech, 
It'll be very easy to never eat there again at Burger King. Goodbye. Um, and so I thought, I thought to myself, self, I know Burger King's not an independent, privately held company. Let's see. Let's see who owns Burger King. It turns out Burger King is owned by a company called Restaurant Brands Inter- International, which is owned by, uh, this is a publicly traded company, but its largest shareholders are uh, 3G Capital, Capital World Investors, and Pershing Square Funds. 3G Capital owns 30% of this company. Now, 3G Capital is a mm. private investment firm. They invest in Anheuser-Busch, <laughs> Restaurant Brands International, Tim Hortons, Popeyes, Kraft Heinz, and uh, has partnered with Berkshire Hathaway in several acquisitions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, 3G Capital and Berkshire together own 30% of Kraft Heinz. Kraft oh. Heinz also owns Oscar Mayer. So, if you're, like, the, the example that I gave was, if you're replacing that Burger King sandwich that you're not buying with a ham sandwich that you make yourself with Oscar Mayer lunch meat, <laughs> you're buying from the same company. Right. <laughs> um, Restaurant Brands International owns Burger King, Tim Hortons, Popeyes, Firehouse Subs, and that also includes, uh, of course, the, you know, international branding for Burger King. I think it's Hungry Jack's in Australia. Like, it's, you know. But, um, I, yeah. I'm sorry, what? I, I do, no, I just to say, I, I do want to say, uh, th- this whole thing is like, yeah, but if you want to boycott Burger King, boycott Burger King. But it's like, I, I was the original Let's Boycott Burger King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been on that train for so long because I think they're the worst fast food uh, place um, I, I've ever been at, uh, truthfully. And I've been to many in many different places, and I hate their food. I, I despise <laughs> them. <laughs> and uh, I would not uh, lose sleep if all of them got wiped off the face of the planet tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and boycott them. Do it well. Um, I don't care the reason. Uh, just, <laughs> let's, let's get them out of there. You know what, man? I'm gonna have to hard disagree with you on that. Every now and then, okay, I get a hankering for for a Burger King burger. You know what it is? You know what the difference maker is? Okay, yeah, what the patties cooked with fire. Mm. It's actually cooked with fire. There's a little bit of char on the patty. It changes the, pla- the flavor profile just right. There's uh, there's something I really like about a Burger King burger when I'm in the mood for it. Okay, I yeah I respectfully disagree. I, I for whatever reason I I don't like their burgers. Uh, I don't know why. Um, because I like you know char grilled burgers usually. Uh, there's just something about the way Burger King is that I just don't like it, and I especially hate their fries. And, oh, dude, like I think I think they're. I, I like yeah. their burgers. Their sides are the fucking worst. They don't have a good yeah, side I, I, on their menu. No, they don't. And I, I'm not a big fan of the bun either. Uh, and it's a little dry. I, I think that yeah, it's very dry. Um, and it, it's just one of those things where I, I prefer Wendy's any day um, over Burger King. I think I, Wendy's is. I a like a good Wendy's. I like a Wendy's, place. but uh, you know, here's the thing too. I don't really get into like the fast food wars. I think there's something valuable that everybody brings to the table, except Virginia <laughs> you <Johns>. fucking Cedrus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right? Um, <laughs> Excuse for Jimmy John's because the, the one time <laughs> I've had Jimmy John's once in my life. Yeah. 
the thing was all bread and lettuce. There was no meat on the motherfucker. I, it made me I agree so with you. angry. I don't like Jimmy. I don't like Jimmy John's either. I do not like it's them. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I had the same experience where it was just overloaded with lettuce. And I'm sure, you know, I could maybe if I asked for less, I could, you know, fit, you know, uh, remedy that problem. But still, but still, uh, I, I shouldn't have to. <laughs> shouldn't have like, to that do shouldn't that. shouldn't be the default. <laughs> no, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, Jimmy John's fucking yeah. sucks, but I do like I like a bur- I like a Whopper. I like a good Whopper with bacon and cheese. Okay. Um, I've I've, yeah, I've had a few good experiences with Whoppers. Uh, I, I I like the Junior Whoppers, the small ones actually. Yeah, I like, yeah. Um, yeah. But I do I, I appreciate a Burger King when I'm in the mood for Burger. And actually, this this thread made me in the mood for Burger King. And I told Lady Jane, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna run to the Burger King. You want anything?" And she goes, yeah, "I'll send you my order." Your Burger King strongest soldier, your <laughs> keeping them in business. Well, honestly, it's because I'm not I'm not deluded enough to think that me taking my six ninety five elsewhere is going to make a difference yeah. to the billion dollar holding company. I just sure. really don't. That's, that's kind of my whole thing with like boycotts. It's like, yeah, if you have some like ethical reason you're withholding, I you know go for it, uh, but don't act like you're going to actually change a lot by just right. you doing this or like you know. It's I like, understand. And people boycotting Chick-fil-A for political reasons because, like, sure. it's, it became a highly politicized company. I get it. Um, yeah. I disagree because that's the yeah. best spicy chicken sandwich you can get. Don't at me. But, right. <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, like, it's, so I get it, but it's like, when it's a billion-dollar holding company, or one of many restaurants owned by mm-hmm. a billion-dollar holding company, it's like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. your fucking boycott's gonna go great, I'm sure. Have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And it goes to show this, yeah. too! It goes to show that they didn't learn not to piss off the conservatives, right? Because the the conservatives were all mad about Bud Light. Bud Light's owned by Anheuser-Busch. 3G owns a big <laughs> chunk of Anheuser-Busch, and they made the same decision right. with Burger King. You didn't teach them anything, you morons! Right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's actually a very important point, because a lot of people after the Bud Light thing thought it was like some big cultural victory. Like, yeah, we finally won one, you know? And it's like, uh, it's like I, I don't see it. No. You know, like, sure, I'm sure that affected, I'm sure that affected something, but I don't think it affected anything to the point where they think it affected things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, this uh, is the thing, too. It's like, and I made this argument, too, with the Bud Light thing. It's like, look, you can't, you, the, there was no way for them to grow their brand without appealing to some other group of people. I mean, this is the... I made a whole thread about the Torches for Freedom, the Torches of Freedom uh, ad campaign. This was an ad campaign that was put together by... Shit, what's his name? Oh, fuck. He's the father of, of modern propaganda. I forget his name. Um, He was a marketer. And he put together this ad campaign for the tobacco companies to get women smoking because they had topped out. They had absolutely saturated the market of men. Everybody, every man oh, smoked. Are you talking about Edward Bernays? Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, yes. okay. Okay, okay. And so they put together this ad campaign where they had women in this parade smoke. And the whole idea, they passed out these leaflets and stuff, and it was torches of freedom. And what they were trying to do was tie cigarettes to the feminist movement, the women's lib movement at the time. Yes. And and they successfully did it. They got women smoking too. And it's like they were trying to. They had to find a way to grow their brand. Their brand. So they tied it yes. to a popular, uh, a, a political movement. Yeah. 
and, and that's that's the that's same thing right. Bud Light did. It's the same practice. It's the same thing. Yes, yeah, and that's the thing. Like a lot of times, the way conservatives frame it is, they think these corporations are just like uh, the same people as like the ideologues in like Harvard or something like that. You know, some professor, uh, Marxist ideologue or something right. like that. And they think that the the corporations are operating on the exact same mindset. But it's like even if there's overlap, even if you could point out that there's some correlative overlap here, uh, it's like no, these corporations have been doing this as you said for forever practically is that um they have to you know there's always the balance of we have to expand our audience our consumer base without alienating uh, a majority of them right and we're going to try to increase it on net right increase mm-hmm. our uh our consumer base on net and you have to constantly if you're just like going to like you know rely on your same consumer base and not grow well you'll you'll eventually die you'll eventually die off right that's why you have to keep trying to promote to other people right that's why this whole like thing about like you know representation right uh is is, like a lot of these corporations will talk about like how representation matters i don't think they actually care about that in the way that a left-winger like would no no no. it's targeted advertising is what it is yes yes exactly uh, it, it's exactly that. So it, it's like, yeah, corporations have done this forever. It's not new. Uh, it's like, yeah, you may think that maybe the mistake by uh, trying to target one demographic versus another, uh, and you know that can be debated. But the fact that this, is, it's the fact that this is not new, right? It, it's like this mm-hmm. has been going on forever, and it, it makes complete logical sense why a corporation would do this. And uh, truthfully, um, I, I, I don't believe um, that the state, like. You can say that the, maybe there's, uh, you know, we can always posit counterfactuals like we without a state, maybe this wouldn't be going on. That's possible, but I don't think that's as plausible. No. I, I think that this will still happen in a free market uh, because I think it's perfectly logical from a firm's perspective to want to grow their audience 100%. and want to keep I mean, to as many people as possible. The other thing I mentioned in that thread, too, was do you remember the Subaru lesbian? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Subaru's a lesbian car, right? That, that was kind of the big thing, especially yeah. in the early 2000s. Well, they, the, that came about because Subaru did market research, and they found that this, there was this weird niche segment of the market that really liked their cars, and it was lesbians. <laughs> and so uh, they yeah. leaned into that really hard, and they started marketing right. really hard to gays and lesbians. They started... Like, if you remember Subaru commercials from the early 2000s, there's always, like, a subtle undertone of gayness in them, and that was part of that. <laughs> um, that that was part of that whole marketing push. They really, really leaned into it, and they got, they got every lesbian in the country driving a Subaru. That was their goal, and the reason they did that was because the brand was contracting, and they needed to find somebody they could market to to make loyal customers out of. They found the lesbian market. They they, they already kind of liked their cars a little more than most other niches, and so they just leaned into it real hard. It's the same thing. It's it's the same thing yeah. as Torches of Freedom. Yeah. It's, it's always yeah. the same thing, going all the way back to the very beginning of marketing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And again, it's not to say that there aren't any true believers in these corporations or anything like that. I'm sure you can find some. Uh, but it's just to say that it, the driving force of the corporation's action is that we want to expand our consumer base. Yeah. Uh, well, you think the old Japanese it, guys at the head of Subaru were super in for gay rights? They didn't give a shit. Right. <laughs> it's all, always, they yeah, was, all they said was, these bull dykes are buying our cars. We got to sell to them. <laughs> again, yeah, it's, it's always a, a, the type of thing where it's like, look, there when the when social winds are going in a direction, 
there is immense amount of social capital, which often turns into actual capital uh, yes! uh, for like uh, going along with the the social wins, right? Uh, it's it's like uh, you know, uh, green is is the powerful. Right. Yes. Uh, so absolutely, um, it, it, it's kind of like you know after after like the civil rights movement in, in the sixties stuff like that. Right after like uh, you know uh, uh, you know it became more normalized or socially acceptable for blacks and whites to have be in the same space. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, corporations are going to jump on that and start marketing more toward uh black people right that yeah. just that just makes sense it's just a logical progression of what is in their interest as well a i mean dude i you go to target <sighs> i went to target recently and there was a whole section that was uh <sighs> the, the end cap was for a brand called i believe hood kitchen and the whole purpose of the end cap was like, this is a black owned uh, food goods business. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh, do you think, why do you think that's on the end cap? It's not because <laughs> Target has some deep and abiding belief in social justice and Black Lives Matter. Right. It's because right. the public does and they know yes. how to sell it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's just like with all the pride stuff, all the pride stuff at Target, Target, the, the Target, the corporation that is Target has no interest in 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 those issues. They don't no. care. They have an interest in selling to people who care. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And again, uh, on the social capital front, a lot of times when they're marketing to specific groups like, you know, I, we've talked about this on the show before, but I think it's important to like reiterate it sometimes is that uh, like, for example, uh, Pride Month, right? Or something. Right. Like that. Um, um, they're not just targeting in their advertisements, uh, like, uh, gay people, right? What they're doing is they're targeting people who care about and sympathize with those oh, people. Oh, it's with, straight uh, white people. women! Yeah, yes, <laughs> right. That's the target customer for that gear. It's not, the, yeah. the gays don't give a shit about it. It's straight yeah. white women. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, this can be cynicism all the way down, like, maybe Maybe there's some like uh, you know the like people who buy those just to like have be socially validated, right? They're oh, like, yeah. Look, I bought this product, uh, and it can be like that, and so it could be cynicism all the way down, or it could be true believers as well. But in either in either case, uh, the root of this is that corporations are looking for more uh, money at the base of it, and they use social um, like social groups and things like that, and cultural movements. Uh, in order to like uh, let the wind carry them specific yes, in order to absolutely. get the most amount of uh, future consumers. Yes, um, it's pandering. It's just pandering. Yes, that's all it yes. is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it, I, I don't. I I fail to see. Uh, I fail I just to don't see think why this I don't is think a problem. Evil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I, whenever they like, look. I. I'm gonna, I Whenever I hear someone talk about cultural Marxism and these corporations, I really just want to roll my eyes. Yes, yes, Target, Target, the billion-dollar retail company is Marxist. Yeah, that's what it is. You figured it out, genius. Yeah, it it gives me the same type of uh, feeling I get when I left this thing fascist. You know, I it's just like it's so like it's just like, OK, you found a monocausal thing that you want to like make it loop back into itself. Like, oh, right. yes, this is obviously 
cultural Marxism. Look, I say that as somebody company, who thinks that the academics and the activists actually are Marxists. Yes. They oh, yes, are I think, Marxists. Yeah. Oh, yes, no yes. doubt at all. But the fact I that think, Target's yeah. trying to sell to them doesn't make Target Marxists. It makes them capitalist. <laughs> well, yes, right. So it's... <laughs> It's uh, like, yeah, like the cultural Marxist angle is like, yes, I completely like there are like cultural Marxists who are in institutions who call themselves cultural Marxists. But uh, like just because like a, a corporation may have a, like incidental overlap with what a cultural Marxist might want doesn't therefore make the corporation culturally Marxist. Exactly. It just means that there's an overlap, right? Like just in the same way, uh, there might be many people who overlap with certain libertarians values right mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean they're libertarians it just means that they there is an overlap on specific issues there well it's um, just like ford i mean you ever watch a ford truck commercial where it's the cowboy mm-hmm. and he's pulling an rv and he's pulling a horse trailer and he's pulling a, a mm-hmm. trailer full of concrete yeah. and he's pulling a no motherfucker buying that truck is going to do that. There's very few people who buy that truck that are going to pull an RV, they're going to pull a horse trailer, they're going to pull a bunch of concrete. Very few guys are going to do that, okay? But they're buying mm-hmm. it because they're selling an idea of a masculine lifestyle of a working man working. Yes. You know what I mean? Of right. a, a hard man yes. working hard, right? <laughs> like, they're right. selling yeah. that idea to guys who buy those trucks, even if they're never, ever, ever going to hitch anything to it, ever. Right, yeah. Anytime there's an advertisement, something is being framed, right? There's always an, uh, so, like some type of narrative like, in an advertisement. And I'm not, I'm not trying to like, uh, come off as like, everything is political type people, but I'm just trying to say that, yeah, if a corporation is advertising, they have an idea about who they want that advertisement to reach right? right that's like or they wouldn't do it so uh well, they, it's like a they chevy have commercial. goals i mean if you think about coming to like gm okay there's a chevy commercial there's a flag waving an eagle cries mm-hmm. a hard man works yeah. hard in his yes. chevy truck do you think gm is advertising holden like that in australia right <laughs> yes right <laughs> fuck no exactly. they're not it's not a values yeah. question they're selling to you right <laughs> They're not. That's not how they're advertised, Holden. I promise. <laughs> right. And I just, I can't. I, I, it just blows my mind that people get it's so like, personally wrapped up in it. It's like it's marketing, yeah. dude. And it, it always comes across to me as people think it's like a top-down thing when it's like, oh, these corporations are like changing the culture and turning it into something perverse or something like that. Uh, they're disturbing the natural flow of culture, whatever the hell that's supposed to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, but when often it's like, no, this is a bo- this is actually come from the bottom. It's the corporations who are responding to this market, this change of wind or something, and they're now appealing to that. Right. Obviously, there are more uh, divergent, uh, like diverse social groups mm-hmm. who are now more like politically active or outspoken. So it makes sense that those people are going to have more social pull than they did previously. And the corporations are going to want to appeal to them. It's yeah. not rocket science. It just is it's just a logical progression. Right. Uh, so it, it's like, yeah, no, this is just a response. It's like, you know, for example, a representation is a big thing right uh you know people are always wondering while you're changing topics to representation in media let's restart the call real quick thank you there we go okay no problem so but yeah like representation in media right 
a lot of people uh, seem to think that, oh, well, you know, there's there's like uh, more gay people on, on TV shows nowadays or something. And that's true. But it's like that is because uh, when you're making a TV show, there are people who specifically you want to target because you want viewers, you want people, you know, uh, and I'm not saying that it, there's no true believers, uh, right, who are doing this for genuine reasons. But uh, often it's like. There are people who want to be represented. They want to see themselves in the media or have uh, themselves positively represented in media somehow. And it's like, okay, and that is the market, uh, you know, uh, you know, supply meeting demand in some way. Uh, It's not it doesn't have to be anything perverse. It's just this is the market responding. I think one of the best examples of that is do you remember um, nobody, nobody, nobody cares about anymore. But that show, uh, Modern Family, you remember that show? Yeah. That show did well in all four quadrants everywhere mm-hmm. in the country. Middle America liked the show. Mm-hmm. The Coast liked the show. Everybody liked that show. And everybody liked that show because they were very diligent on that show of having... They walked a very fine line. They had the gay couple on the show... But they weren't, like, threatening to social conservative straits in middle America. Mm -hmm. They had the old crotchety guy on there who's, you know, uh, you can tell he's, you know, trying to be comfortable with the fact that his Mm -hmm. kid's gay. But, oh, boy. And you got the whole, like, they were very careful. They they grew that show in a vat to to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it, it worked. But that's exactly what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was grown in a vat to perform well. They they put it together. It was yeah. genius the way they did it. It was really really good. Mm-hmm. The show itself was okay, but but the yeah. the way that it appealed to such a broad swath of television viewers is honestly to be studied as far as like mass yeah. appeal works. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's that. I think that's a, a very good point. Actually, really, really good point. Because like, because um, th- there's times like representation in media can fall flat. It can it can come across as like preachy, or it can come across as like uh, insulting to the point where it's like this person is only here yep. as a token, right? This is just a tokenized character. They're here to fill a quota, and you've you've actually not represented this person well because you made their entire thing about a, a very like one aspect of their identity or something. You've right. evolved a character around us a flat like one dimensional aspect. Uh, and that that comes across as like very bad, but that's just bad writing. It doesn't yeah. mean that uh, it's the represent trying to appeal to different groups. That is the reason it's bad. Well, it's why uh, they keep having to cancel these comics every time they come out with a new comic book that's about a character. <laughs> hey guys, there's this character. Uh, she's she's a lesbian, and it's like okay, cool. Yeah. What does she do? She bees lesbian. Okay, but like, right. what what else does like? Is she like yeah. a superhero? Is she like a supervillain? Does she have like like you know like deeply held beliefs that she uh-huh. fights for? So, lesbianism, right. that's the deeply held <laughs> yeah. belief. And it's like, okay, well, right. this this comic book is getting canceled in six months because nobody's gonna fucking buy it because nobody cares about this because it's a terrible character with right. terrible writing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's yep. something interesting here. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, so I, I'm just like. I, I'm not I don't see it the way a lot of people see it where they think it's like this evil thing or like malicious. There's some malicious intent involved. 
Right. Uh, it's just, it's like, no, it's like they, they're just being like really stupid about how they do it sometimes. But like the, like, again, and you can think that, you know, this idea of wanting to be, needing to feel represented in media is shallow. And that's per, that's a perfectly, you know, that's fine. You can believe that. And that I think that, you know, whatever. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other on that. Sure. But it's like, it doesn't mean it's malicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, it's some grand culturally Marxist scheme to like, usher about authoritarianism or they're trying like to tap a market that's all they're yes. trying to do yeah yeah and i they, think that they, should always i mean honestly i think it falls on the company that enough. oh yeah oh absolutely absolutely because i do think this i think there's there might be some people at that marketing company who were like mm-hmm. true believers and it's like yeah we yes. gotta get oh, yeah, yeah. Mulvaney because because you know this is what it's gonna be but they were doing that at the behest of the company saying yes. hey grow our market share yes yeah and it's like, exactly. okay, so how do we grow the market share? Well, we can do the queer representation thing. Okay, grab Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, shit, we pissed off Middle America because I'm a yep. fucking ad company in San Francisco and I don't know what Middle America wants. Exactly. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> right. I mean, it's really yep. very simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's it just like, I, I think I'm like, I, I, I'm circling the drain at this point. But yeah, it just like, yeah, you don't have yeah. to view every single thing as malicious. Um, sometimes a thing can, you can not like a thing and it can be benign. It's, it's right. so much more likely to be cynical than malicious. Exactly. It's so yes, much it's more likely to be cynical. A hundred percent. Yes, that's exactly, uh, that's the perfect way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I, yeah. I, I did want to point out, like, uh, I don't, sometimes, you know, I hear this from conservatives sometimes, and I, I, I just have a completely different view of it. Where the, like they'll talk about like how like there's this natural progression of culture, and then you have these bad actors, like these culturally Marxist actors, who try to like um, divert the stream in some way uh, yes. towards their own ends. And it's like I don't know what they mean uh, when they say this because I uh, that's just completely like not how I see what culture is. It's like culture, in some sense, is a metaphorical war between social groups uh, trying to vie for more social capital in some sense. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, you know, uh, you know, people may not like to hear that, but it's like I, I don't think culture has a natural progression as if it's just on autopilot. Right? Well, this it's is, just going to go on autopilot until uh, we, but if someone interferes, then it's all wrong. This uh, is the point that I'm continually making with regard to the social war stuff is like there's there is a certain point at which I understand people's concern. And there's a certain point mm-hmm. at which I do agree with some of the some of the people who are very concerned about, you know, for example, all the all the school stuff, right? Having the mm-hmm. having the the dildo lessons for for sex ed in school, sure. like, yeah, I think there's probably a problem there. Uh, that's that's maybe not your job as the state. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, sure. So so I do agree with some of that, but at the same time, I'm sitting here looking at all these culture warriors and saying. You made an excellent point, and it's what made me think of this. You mentioned social capital. The mm-hmm. way that our that the way that society has begun to create and distribute social capital is based on victimization. So everybody's trying to identify themselves with the most niche minority mm-hmm. pseudo victimized group that they can absolutely come up with, right. and and that's how they're going to get social capital. Okay. I understand that. That's what the core of all of this culture war stuff is. That's what all of it comes down to. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with engaging in the culture war on that level. Mm-hmm. The actual capital is failing. The bottom is <laughs> yes. falling out of it. 
How right. long do you think people are going to give a fuck about social capital when the actual capital goes away? Yeah, it's like the theater is collapsing and someone's like, oh, no, how will the show go on? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and so that's that's what I why I see it as a waste is it's just like, look, the bottom is falling out of our entire way of life and it's not going yeah. to stop. So right. while you're over there arguing about whether or not the school should have dildos in the classrooms, I'm over here talking about how are you going to survive that? Yeah. Yeah. How many is because I'll, I'll tell you what, the dildos aren't going to be in the classrooms when people are raiding the school for food. Exactly. They're going to be the currency. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was quick. That was really good. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what bothers me about the culture war. Is it's just, it just seems like such a distraction. Yeah, it's just like, hey, come on, guys, what are you even focusing on right now? Yeah, T- take your kids out. Homeschool your kid. Teach them how to grow food. That's a skill they're gonna need. Right. And I mean, so from someone who like uh, from another perspective, from the perspective of a person who really cares about a culture, the culture war, uh, my opinion on it would probably they would just say, well, I'm just taking another stance in the culture war. I'm not above it. I'm just not. T- I'm just taking another stance. And you know, what? that's fine. You can uh, sure you, know, you can assign me that if you want. I don't care. That doesn't really change my opinion on it. Uh, you know, but it's just like it's what I, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it is such a non issue. And honestly, it wouldn't be such a big deal if people kind of stopped um, fucking caring so much, because it's one of those things like this is this is something that I mean, look, if Twitter's taught us anything, there's that old, there's that old, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no go, sorry, for it, go, sorry, for go for it, go for it. I was just saying, there's that old stoic joke where it's like, uh, this thing hurt me so much. And he's like, okay, we'll stop caring about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> stop hurting yourself. If there's <laughs> anything that Twitter has taught us, it's that negative engagement is still engagement. And so yes. the, as you get, as you freak out more and more about, uh, you know, for example, the, the, the pride stuff at Target, right? As you freak mm-hmm. out more and more about that. All you're doing is letting more and more people know there's pride stuff at Target. I shop at Target regularly. I go mm-hmm. in there. I never noticed pride shit at Target. Never yeah. noticed it. It was there. Uh, I never looked. Why? Because I don't also, fucking care. The fact that, you know, the idea that, well, I would go to Target and I would see like a pride flag and I would like lose my composure and start crying or something. <laughs> you know, it's just a, such a. Yeah, what do you give a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's an idea how about you walk over to the grocery aisle and compare those prices to what they were two years ago yeah then you can right. start crying yeah right yeah <laughs> it's like uh, yeah it's like hmm i don't know have you considered the fact that the state is robbing your children's future away uh, have you considered that all the money you saved in, in throughout your whole life is constantly being devalued approaching zero what do you think about that? Jesus. I just can't. I mean, you got, you got an entire population of people waiting on a housing crash so they can maybe, hopefully, own property one day, perhaps. Yeah. And your concern day, yeah. is that these, these shirts with rainbows on them that were made by some fucking slave kids in goddamn China, your concern yeah. is that. Right. Exactly. 
The beef, yeah. the beef is four or five bucks more a pound than it was last year. But you're worried about the, the slave, the, the slave kid rainbow shirt. Yeah, okay. You're serious. You're a serious person. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, man, it's. It... <laughs> I just, I, I get so angry about it, dude. It really bugs me. <laughs> and I don't. Maybe it is cope. Maybe they're using the culture war as a type of cope, so they don't have to face the deeper things. I don't know. I, I'm speculating. I'm not saying it, that is the reason, but I'm just curious about maybe if that is possible. But I, I think I think I, a I lot think of it is. I think it's a distract. I think it's the one thing they feel mm-hmm. like they might be able to exert some force on because they know that the runaway inflation is outside of their control. They sure. know that all of this. Like, they know it's coming down. But maybe if I can stop the rainbows from showing up, I'll feel better about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how right. it seems to me. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, but yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I just think that it, there's so many more things that like are tangible and right there uh, that are collapsing in front of you that you don't need to worry about the, you know, the, the, the whole speculation is like, or like you'll see, well, well, you know, uh, the, the, the rainbow flags, first it's rainbow flags. And then like 200 years, then you have societal collapse. Like buddy, let, oh, let me tell you something <laughs> about <laughs> the currency yeah. and uh, how fast that's going. Yeah. To, you want societal uh, collapse. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it's yeah, yeah. we've been you should have been you should have been yelling about this in 1971 if Britain was anyway right um the- well, it's like it's like, you know, like what we said like what I say about like environmentalists how I can't take them seriously if they don't talk about like nuclear energy yes, I can't take yes. seriously people who talk about societal collapse if you're not talking about like the the state of currency or yeah. things like that I just can't take you seriously and that's not to say either uh, by the way it's not to say that I don't have sociocultural perspective I do oh, yeah. I do have yeah, a I, problem not, with yeah. the I, look I've said it before on the show I am partial to the people who have an issue with uh, transitioning kids, for example. I mm-hmm. I agree with people who have a problem with that. Absolutely. Sure. I do. Um, I don't. First of all, I think that'll work itself out in the courts. I really yeah. do think it will. And secondly, I don't have um, too much room to freak out about that all the time. Like there's people who grift off of that. That's their whole thing is yeah. grifting off of culture war shit. And it's like, dude, when is the last time you talked about the fed? Right. <laughs> Not the Jews, by the way. Right. The right. Fed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of fucking crossover with that shit too. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's so accurate. It's all performative. It's all like, for me, a lot of it's just very performative. And speaking of of things being performative, uh, this is kind of, I think this, are you done on this topic or do you, do you have more? I am. We've, 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 we've talked about this for a little bit now. So yeah. Okay. (laughs) I just want to make sure my segue wasn't cutting you off. No, 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 no. It was a really good segue. (laughs) Go for it. Speaking speaking of things being performative, there's been a whole kerfuffle about John Fetterman's attire. Yeah, the hoodies and cargo shorts look is not working for some people. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, do you want to read the tweet? Actually, he posted, or like, not maybe not he posted, probably not, but his uh, his intern probably posted. Yeah, whoever whoever runs his social media uh, has been popping off. Um, mm-hmm. Fox News posted that Fox News posted uh, dress to impress. People are furious after the Senate dropped its dress code requirement, and they're saying there's only one lawmaker to blame. Why the bar is being lowered, in quotes, and it has a picture of Fetterman there. And Fetterman's account retweets it and says, uh, 
I figure if I take up vaping and grabbing the hog during a live musical, they'll make me a folk hero. <laughs> First of all, the uh, hog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously referencing the uh, uh, Bobbert uh, situation. Yes, we yes, we talked about it on the last episode. Um, that is... That is one of the funniest things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, genuine. That, that is like genuinely funny. And, uh, you know, this, okay. This whole thing is like infuriating to me because it's like, they're looking at the wrong hand again. Like they're doing it again. Always. Where they're just always. Like, uh, they're uh, making such a big deal. Like, here's the thing, right? They make such a big deal over the thing. I not only do I care least about, but that I actually get like it frustrates me that other people are upset about this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, I know exactly what you mean. It's kind of like the uh, last topic where it's just like, why are you worried about this? There's this other thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, this is all like, look, I obviously I, I don't think either of us are fans of uh, Fetterman politically. Like he, I, I consider him, a, you know, he's a, he's in the Senate. He uh, to me, he's a thug. Yeah, he's but a, he's I a feel Frankenstein's the need, monster of an of a fucking politician. I, I feel the need to defend him in the same way I kind <laughs> I of felt the need to defend Trump. Uh, where like they're like you know how people were making a big thing about well Trump, uh, you know, uh, his posture and his appearance and his disregard for the dignity of the office are, are big problems you know, yeah things like this and it's the same thing here where it's like you so your big thing not even policy-wise and not even so not even for, like for all these conservatives who are upset they're they're all not even upset specifically about his policies they're upset about his attire about the fact that he looks like a normal guy and he doesn't bring the status to right. the uh, office uh, not walking holding. around in a suit and tie so he's obviously right. it's it's obviously I mean, the fact that here's the thing, the fact that this is the organization that passes the NDAA every year, the fact that this is or every what is it? Three years. Is that how long it lasts? I can't remember now. Um, the fact that this is the organization that constantly passes that bill right through and it has all kinds of uh, of stuff to support the Saudis genocide in Yemen. It's it's all about, you know, they, they <clears throat> brought the police state, the surveillance state home in those bills, those National Defense Authorization Acts, all that. stuff. But as long as they do it in a suit and tie, it's dignified. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's like. <laughs> Man, that it's that type of actual mindset that some people have where it's like, well, uh, they're authority figures because, you know, you can see how they dress and how they, uh, you know, compose themselves. And it's like it's our duty as citizens to, you know, to listen and obey our authority figures and stuff yes. like that. Because obviously, look, look at them. And I think that maybe I, I, I hadn't considered this, actually, but maybe uh, and I'm not saying this is true. It's just like a, a random thought. I'm kind of like spouting out. But maybe one of the reasons that they don't like that, uh, that they don't like seeing someone in just casual wear, is it makes it harder for them to view that person as an authority figure. And they need to view that person as authority figure or else what they're doing just seems wrong. If he comes off as just a guy, then he yeah. doesn't appear to have the authority to do the things that they right. do. It right. breaks. It exactly. breaks part of that. What we were talking about earlier, part of that cognitive dissonance, part of that brain pretzel, 
is that these people have this big chamber and they're all in there in suits and they're making these official decisions yeah. officially. And when you have a guy in there with a hoodie and shorts on, it, it kind of breaks that, that uh, facade. Yeah, breaks the illusion. Yeah. 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 And, you know, they, they've done like psychological studies on this in, in the past where it, it, it's like uh, people will regard someone as more of an authority figure just based on how they dress. Absolutely. And, and this can... And, and obviously, this is happens with police officers. Uh, it happens with people in suits. Um, the, even one study found that uh, even a milkman in a milkman uniform would have comes off uh, as like, more official. Uh, yes, yes, comes oh, off wow. as more authoritative than the average person just walking down the street. Really? I mean, I uh, think the same thing might be true for like a reflective vest. Like if you like, like you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, like that it, it carries yes. a, a a social context with it. Yeah. Huh. That's really interesting. Yeah. So it's that's a possibility where it's like they they need to believe that there's actual authority tied up in the the like office and the attire yeah. that allows these people to actually do these things that no other person would be allowed to do. I, I think that's possible. I'm not committed to it. I'm not saying that is the reason, but I think it's possible. I think that that's could the core of it. Like a logical thing. Yeah, uh, no, that yeah. seems like the core I, of it because it's one of those things. I look. I, I said I have I have two outfits, right? I wear a t-shirt and jeans or a three-piece suit. Right. I do not give a fuck about this man's hoodie and shorts. I do not care. I've, I do not no. wear a, hoardy, a hoodie and shorts. I've never worn a hoodie and shorts. I think it looks stupid. I do not care that this dude wears them. I care that he's signing a fucking NDAA, that he's signing right. budgets, that he's signing all this, that he's doing all this shit that is objectively evil. Um, that's right. the shit that I care about, not his goddamn fucking flyers jersey or whatever the hell he's wearing to fucking right. work that day. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're not concerned with all the horrible things that these politicians do. They just want to make sure that they're rising to the level of the the, the uh, dignity that they think the office is owed uh, that they're in. Right? Yeah. And it, it just like it really kind of like makes me sick to my stomach uh, when these people <laughs> talk about that. It, yeah. It's very much a like, ooh, like an ick, gross feeling uh, I get when people mm-hmm. are like uh, just like uh, – yeah, what the kids what call the mass hysteria. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What the kids call the ick. It's like, <laughs> from my perspective, these people are suffering from mass hysteria, mass oh, yeah. delusion. Oh, uh, yeah. and it's um, it's it's very weird. It's like the whole well, you know, all these conservatives who were like upset that you know, I, what if Obama wasn't born in this country? It's like I don't care. <laughs> I care that he's waging wars and uh, bombing people yeah, in countries. Exactly, uh, that's what I care about. I could care less whether he uh, fit the quota for the office of presidency or whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's I, like it, well, it, if he was born in America, then okay, well, I guess he's okay. I guess he can bomb those children. Well, you it's know? also one of those things too. It's such a distraction because if you do you remember there are still people who believe, and there are people who believe this earnestly. Yeah. There was that tweet a couple of years ago that guy sent out where he said, "Happy anniversary to the to the worst." Uh, uh, what did he call it? He said it was um. Do what? The uh, the, are you talking about the tan suit? Yes, yes. It was like something like the yeah. worst controversy of the Obama presidency or whatever, and it was him wearing yes. the tan oh suit. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I every time that comes up, I just I, I can't help myself. I'm I tear my eyes out. One of those. Yeah, every time that comes up, it is just so infuriating to me because it's like, uh, no, oh, and then you just list about, okay, what about when he ran arms to Al Qaeda? Yeah, 
Yes. What about when he, uh, you know, what about the war in Yemen? What about all these conflicts overseas? What about, what about his all the state what about murdering in collapsing the country of Libya and bringing slavery what? back to it? What about murdering an American citizen without due process? A child. Yeah, a child. Yeah. Yeah. What about that? Those aren't those aren't. But, but, but the only reason that people can get away with thinking shit like that is because because the conservatives freak out about shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. If the conservatives like, were actually mad about the right shit, the, the left wouldn't be able to point to the tan suit and say, hey, there's the worst thing Obama ever did and have a bunch of people fucking give their right. ass pats for it. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's so infuriating because it's like. I, again, this is just a, a, I just see unserious people everywhere I look, uh, and it's like it's, in, <laughs> it's infuriating because it's like, and I'm not asking people to be serious all the time. I'm just saying when you are serious, please be, please apply it correctly about yes. the things that actually matter. When you're being serious, be serious about something serious, please. For the love yeah. of God, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> like. I don't know, but you know, obviously, the conservatives can't call Obama a mass murderer because then you know the liber- the left can legitimately say, well, Bush was a mass murderer too. Yes. I, so I think maybe there's some subconscious thing there. I don't know how aware the conservatives are of that, and maybe I don't know if that's conscious in their brain about why they don't do that. But I think that you know maybe that's a subconscious reason, perhaps. I don't know. Um, uh, but it, it, like, it's just weird that uh it's like they just they just don't care whatever i see people on the left or the right just like upset about the least objectionable thing a person is doing you know right it's like man i can't believe hitler was a vegan okay i felt the same way about the bobert thing where it's just like the man the 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 woman okay is sitting in a darkened theater with her boyfriend and he's grabbing some titty who hasn't done that it's Who yeah they don't insane to me it's insane yeah it's like they it's it's they're making such a thing and again they really really genuinely do believe that politicians are like a higher breed of people so when they see like a politician doing something a normal person would do uh just an ordinary person i think there is actually probably some psychological break there is some cognitive dissonance and it's I like don't... how could this politician do something that normal people do all the time and i don't <laughs> understand that either because you you see yeah. this 60 iq lumbering moron walking around on the floor <laughs> of the senate like the giant fucking frankenstein monster that he is and and it's yeah. like it's people think he's a, some higher class of human being the man how, seriously wears a goatee. How dare the conservatives make me defend John Fetterman? That's I how know. I feel. I feel in, I feel wronged uh, <laughs> because they're making me defend him. <laughs> the dude is he looks he looks like a comedian's idea of a man, like a like like, you know, like a bad, like clapter feminist comedian. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what Fetterman looks like to me i think well i think it's 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 to me it's like more so that like 
the perception that they have, that they need to have of them. And remember, this was a, bit, a big reason why they hated Trump, why a bunch of people hated oh, Trump. Oh, yeah, because not dignity. even his policy proposals. It was just, it was the dignity of the office. Yeah. They, like, I'm telling you, man, there is some, like, psychological hold uh, that, like, like uh, state power structures, and not just state power structures, but uh, state power structures in this instance have over people that is terrifying. Yes. Like, there is truly some, like, crazy, like, uh, make-believe voodoo type stuff uh that it's like you know uh very ritualistic that people like go through these rituals uh in their mind to like uh justify actions that no other person would be justified in doing or that they would see them justified in doing as long as they perform specific rituals as long as they dress appropriately as long as they uh you know uh swear to uphold some you know uh, rules or something like right. that if they, you know, say the right things, speak the right incantations in the at the right time. Incantation then, is the perfect way to put it. <laughs> yeah, then they are above the normal moral rules that anyone else they would apply to any other normal person. Well, it's a cult uh, mentality. It's a cult mentality. It it's we have to wear the purple robes and the New Balance sneakers while we drink the Kool Aid, or it's not going to work. And that's like that's the right. way yeah. this is. To me, it's like we yes. have to wear the suit while we justify and, and fund the genocide in Yemen or or it's bad if we don't wear a suit while we're doing that. And it's like, are, are you right. fucking what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it just it, it's a cult. It's a cult. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like being reductive like that, but that is truly a cult mentality. Yeah, like, yeah it is. And yeah, I, I sometimes like sometimes I'll try to like be more careful about calling it a cult because i know you, you it's easy to call things like that a cult but i i genuinely believe it is like yes. it is it fits all the the markers of a cult it uh, does. it's <laughs> um it's just really wild because it's like uh you know i don't know maybe libertarians like autism is our superpower or something like that where we can just kind of like see you know <laughs> um i think that's uh, ultimately like, part of that it. the emperor has no, no clothes or something right, like that right. i don't know <laughs> it's like I think um, I think there's a certain degree to which like I, I think there is a certain degree to which people who think in the terms that we do uh, uh there's some crossover with autism. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think that people in the in that in that sort of place are less likely to fall for crap like that. I maybe more likely right. to fall for other crap, I don't know, but less yeah. likely to fall for this crap. Right. Yeah. Something. I don't know. But uh, but it's just it's so weird to me and freakish um, that uh, like I remember and like I've always thought this where it's like uh, political rallies like gross me out. Uh, Like when I see a bunch of people like cheering for some person who I know that they. He should know that they're the person's lying to them, lying to their face, mm-hmm. and they're like crying and like jumping up and down or something. Uh, Super it's, excited it's to be there. Very creepy. Yeah, it's so creepy to me, man. It is like genuinely disturbing. You know, it's weird <laughs> to me in both directions. I, I, I mm-hmm. like going to a political rally is weird to me in exactly the way you've just described. And then it's also weird to me. I went and watched Condoleezza Rice talk at my alma mater when mm-hmm. I was uh, when I was younger, um, many years ago. Um, and I, I went to watch Condoleezza Rice talk. I'm of the mind that Condoleezza Rice is an intelligent person, very intelligent person. Um, sure. And if you read, uh, the Afghan, uh, uh, no, uh, Bush at war, if you read Bush at war, she was one of the only people in the room who was saying like, why are we doing this? 
Um, mm-hmm. so she was her whole, I would love, and I've said it on the show before, but I would love for her to one day just be honest and blunt and say whether or not she actually believed that the Bush administration was good or whether she went along with mm-hmm. it to stay on the inside. Because mm-hmm. if, because I think there's a chance it's the latter. Um, mm. but in any case, um, I, I went and saw her talk and then there were some people who started protesting during the speech and I'm sitting there and I'm like, these people are chanting and they're holding up this thing and they're like, no blood for oil and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I get it. But like, what, what difference are you making here? She's not in anyone's administration anymore. She's mm-hmm. not making, she's, she doesn't have any pull. She's here giving a talk like uh, that. That grossed me out in, in a very similar way where it's like, why are you putting your energy into this? Uh, in the same way as it's like at a political rally, why are you putting your energy into this? Why, why is this, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, that's a little more understandable from, I think for like, I can understand the want to like hold people accountable socially. Right. So like kind of sure. like a counterbalance to where it's like, you know, a lot of people love this person and maybe I think there's reasons they shouldn't. And, you know, yes. you want to bring those reasons to bear. Even if they're, maybe you're, maybe the person's wrong and then, you know, they aren't responsible for what you think they are. And, you know, that, that would discredit your claims. But, um, well, she was actually part of the administration. She deserves the scorn. Oh, yes. I mean, she deserves no, I, 100%. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. But I can understand that more as like a counterbalance. Like, hey, there's this person who is not good. Why is everyone else like seemingly just like, uh, not mad that this person did awful things or was a, a, an accomplice to awful things. And right. I'm not saying specifically uh, anyone in particular. I'm just saying I can understand that feeling. That I'm not saying it was. That, I'm, I'm not trying to say it was wrong of them to do it. I'm just saying mm-hmm. while they were doing it, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, self, what is this accomplishing? Like functionally, what, sure. what what's actually being accomplished here? Like that. I was, think I think it's probably more for them. It's catharsis, right? Sure. Yeah, that's probably true. That there's probably truth to that. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I, I think that it's uh, to like specifically just like putting so much like uh, like I'm not the person I'm not the type of person. Uh, so while like as, as I said, I, like I understand I can understand the catharsis uh, you can get from that. I'm also not really the type of person to like go out and march or anything like that. Uh, right. Uh, I, I don't necessarily have anything against it. It's just like not me personally. Right. Um, uh, but like I, whenever I see people at political rallies and they're acting like they're at a concert, they're acting like they're at their favorite yeah. band's concert who affected them emotionally at a very important time in their life. And they're getting to see them live. Yeah. And yeah. They act like that at a political rally. And it just freaks me out. It's just gross. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely, it, it, it does. I, I absolutely understand. I absolutely understand that point of view. It makes, it makes perfect mm-hmm. sense to me because it is, it is, it is, uh, like, you, you know, this person doesn't, I, I, I'm wondering if they, I'm wondering if they do know that this person does not care about them. I don't know. <laughs> Cause people get parasocial over a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So it, it makes me wonder. I think Billy Binion actually had a good point about the Fetterman thing though. And that was that um, uh, Sarah Isger had tweeted something like uh, uh, women work attire is a constant judgment on their credibility and whether they belong at the table. We don't get to wear gym shorts. We have to wear stilettos. 
And Billy Binion says, uh, my experience working in the corporate world was that the, was the precise opposite of this. Business attire for men was strict coat and tie, no exceptions, whereas my female colleagues would get away with wearing sleeveless blouses and cardigans. Um, no one is forcing anyone to wear four-inch heels. And then later on, he says, in the thread, he says, uh, I'm still thinking about the mental gymnastics this requires. Uh, Kirsten Cinema presided over the Senate in a sleeveless denim vest and sneakers, and people shrugged. Fetterman's outfits have inspired a full news cycle. And this is an example of sexism against women? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this is all, Yeah, that, that is a good point. I think this is just like, like people have to feel the need that these people are above uh, the normal populace in some way. Yes. And if they're not presenting themselves that way in their attire, there is like some cognitive dissonance going on that actually does affect them. Negatively. I think that's, that's my absolutely that's- part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's some of it too. think about, think about this. I mean, kind of similar to what we were talking about earlier, where it's like, mm-hmm. I can't stop Fetterman from signing the NDAA. I can't stop right. Fetterman from, from voting yes on this budget. I can't stop all that, but I can sure as hell make him wear a suit while he does it. You know what I mean? Like, it's the one thing I can actually get mad about and maybe have an effect on. Yeah, I, 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 can, I guess I can see that perspective from someone who could, like, uh, care about that. Yeah, that, that's possible, too. Yeah. I, it's just, like, I don't know, man. It is, like, I get very creeped out by people who are, like, you are not performing to the dignity of this office as if the office is like some sentient being is or dignified. Something. Yeah. Uh, well, it's dignified just by dent of it being the office. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the moral character of the person holding the office is. The office itself has some dignity separate and apart from that, which is insane. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> absolutely insane. Yeah. yeah. It is very like, to me, I, it just comes across as like woo woo magical thinking. It is. Uh, it is. It's, uh, it's very strange to me and it's like i would be grossed out by this even if it wasn't the state even if it was like some corporation or something that people were like being deluded into thinking this i I would still be grossed out by it but it's especially gross because it's the state and this is a uh institution of mass murder Mm -hmm. uh and you know it's uh that's it's especially gross um when it's applied to there I absolutely just agree. Don't care. They they care more about formality than they actually do of any like um you know tangible result or consequence the state causes. Oh, oh yeah, no, that's the last thing on their mind. Yeah, <laughs> that is the absolute last thing on their mind. Actually, yeah. to your point, there's another story uh, out of Canada. So Zelensky is doing another tour oh. <laughs> of. Yeah. Of the of the world, he's doing another tour uh, to grift for support for Ukraine against Russia, mm-hmm. and um, in <laughs> he, he stopped by Canada, and uh, I'll, I'll just go right to the story. This is Yahoo News uh, posting AP copy, I think. And it's uh, the Speaker of Canada's House of Commons apologized Sunday for recognizing a man who fought for a Nazi military unit during World War II. Um, (laughs) Uh, just after Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky delivered an address in the House of Commons on Friday Canadian lawmakers gave 98 year old Yaroslav Hunka a standing ovation when Speaker Anthony Rhoda drew attention to him Rhoda introduced Hunka as a war hero who fought for the first Ukrainian division Um, oh the first Ukrainian division interesting yeah the first Um, Ukrainian division what was that 
What was that uh, division called? Well, the, uh, if you... they, they had another name. They were the first Ukrainian uh-huh. division, but they uh-huh. were also known yeah. as the Waffen-SS Galatia Division. <laughs> or the oh. SS 14th Waffen. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> A voluntary what? unit that was under the command of the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my! Uh, <laughs> in my remarks following the address of the president of Ukraine, I recognize individual in the gallery. I have subsequently become aware of more information, which causes me to regret my decision to do so. <laughs> I particularly want to expend my deepest apologies to Jewish communities in Canada and around the world. <laughs> Rhoda called him a Ukrainian hero and a Canadian hero, and we thank him for his <laughs> service. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's very, it's very much, yeah, my father died in Auschwitz. He was shot out of the guard tower uh, situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. <laughs> We thank him for his service. We thank him for his service. <laughs> uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office said in a statement that Rhoda had apologized and accepted full responsibility for issuing the invitation to Hunka and for the recognition in Parliament. <laughs> Man. That's and the, what's funny about it is that Zelensky fist pumped when it happened. No. Yes. <laughs> this is what is what is so funny to me about this the the just the it, it's another example of cognitive dissonance where everyone's just like no no there's no nazis in ukraine there's no nazis and no 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 way no. there couldn't be any nazis in, and it's just like guys the fucking Zonenrad is on goddamn everything man like are you kidding me there's no nazis you Every time the AP posts a picture from that theater, they accidentally post a picture of somebody with a fucking Zonenrad patch. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's... <laughs> well, do you remember the UN's women, National Women's Day uh, uh, post that they made when they were talking about the Ukrainian women uh, fighters there? And <laughs> in the picture, there was a Zonenrad right yes! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I, I can't... I, I just... Ugh. Yeah. Do what were you saying? Yeah, this uh, this idea this like it's so crazy because it's like they feel like if you if you talk about hey there are actual nazis actual neo-nazis fighting in ukraine uh in the military uh they act like well then then you're just some russian stooge or something like that or you think russia right. uh deserves to like wipe these people in ukraine well, off the map it, 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 they assume that you believe the putin propaganda about denazification i don't think right. putin gives a fuck about denazification no i don't yeah exactly no Nazis it's just, there right it's yeah exactly it's the social capital putin is trying to pull on social capital to exactly. justify uh his invasion uh yes. so yeah <laughs> It's like, yeah, you can admit that there's a Nazi there. Uh, like, the running Nazis, uh, to me, is much worse than not. Yes! <laughs> like, you know? It's like, uh, like, if you're running cover for Nazis, 
you should maybe take a step back and rethink how the choices you made in your life that led you here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also the classic sort of pointlessness of pointing out hypocrisy, but like everyone's a Nazi. Everyone's a Nazi, except those guys with the Volks Angels and Zonin Reds, and those guys are not Nazis. Right. No way. No way Azov is Nazis. Can't be. Uh, But everyone else is a Nazi. If you voted for Trump, you're a Nazi. Mm -hmm. But if you're if you're walking around with SS patches, uh, no, not you. If you were if he served in the Wapit SS, you're like, no, that's not that guy's a we thank him for his service. He was a proud fighter against the Russians. (laughs) That's one of the things that's so funny to me is that he like paused when he said fought the Russians. He kind of realized the implication there. And he yeah, just like, what, what do you mean by that? What what uh what regiment were you under when you fought those Russians? What side of the war was Russia on that he was fighting right. them? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. And what's so funny is that this isn't like a this isn't like a conscripted infantryman. This no, is yes, a dude. Yes, Yes, this is a dude who was in a volunteer SS unit. <laughs> like, <laughs> this dude didn't get a letter that said, "Hey, bud, you're going to the front." This dude yeah. like signed up. <laughs> right, it's not like some poor rube who got conscripted into the you know the military or something. Right, uh, it's like no, this was a voluntary position in the SS. <laughs> oh man. That is just, it's so funny to me that it's, it's, it's a, it is a great example of clown world. Yeah. Right. Where it's just like, there are no Nazis in Ukraine. There are no Nazis in Ukraine. Oh, let's honor this gentleman who was a also, Nazi let's in talk, Ukraine. Also, let's talk about anti-Semitism and also, yes, let's protect the Nazis in Ukraine. Yes. Uh, the- <laughs> Jesus. Oh, like, you do not have to run cover for bad people just because those bad people are fighting other bad people you don't have to do it you do not have to run like run cover for them i promise it's possible you can just not it's, like it's very possible it's you the can stone just toss not do comic it. <laughs> yeah it's the stone yeah. toss comic where it's like liberals <laughs> and nazis pulling on one side <laughs> on the rope yeah <laughs> Oh, dude. oh Jesus! Oh, and it's like Putin and libertarians on the other. Just you know, it's like what the right. fuck are we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is Man. like just because uh, honestly, I think it's this sort of it's 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 emblematic of the all or nothing sort of position that people have on shit now, where it's like mm-hmm. you can't say there are Nazis in Ukraine because that means you believe in Putin's uh, bullshit about denazifying Ukraine, and that's his whole motivation for doing this and all this other stuff. And it's like, it's, well, I mean, both things can be like both Putin can be a liar and there can be Nazis in Ukraine. I don't see why those two things conflict. Yeah. Is it because like, you're afraid that you're going to agree with Putin if you admit that there are Nazis? It's one of those things where it's like, just because a bad person says something, you do not have to be a reactionary dumbass and pick the opposite position. Yeah, just out of, out of what? Out of spite? Right, out of, out exactly, of yes. 
right. It's like uh, Hitler was a vegan. That's why you can't. That's why all vegans are Nazis. Right. <laughs> you know. It's like uh, it, it. It just oh. it, it. It makes me insane. It makes me yeah. legitimately insane. No, but it, the fact that this happened, man, in Parliament, dude, in Canada. Everybody stands up and it's like, hey, everybody, let's let's clap for this Nazi guy up there. And Zelensky is just like, yeah, man, fucking get yeah. some, I guess. Right. And also, you know, it goes the other direction, too. Just because, you know, you think uh, Zelensky is like a rat or something like that. It doesn't mean you have to be like, and that's why Putin is going to restore the the Western values. Right. <laughs> or something like, you know, <laughs> those people. It's just like, you don't just, have to do this. People with You faith. don't have to carry water for any of these people. Right. You don't you don't have to. You do not have to cape for any of them. They can all be assholes. Marcus Aurelius already freed you from having to have an opinion on things. You don't have to do it. You can just not. (laughs) You don't have to pick a side. You're free to say, hey, both these guys are dicks. I want nothing to do with it. Yep. And this is the other thing, too, is the, I mean, it's the same kind of argument that comes out anytime Scott Horton talks about how the U.S. fucking provoked this whole war. Um... Anytime Scott Horton comes out and says anything about that, immediately it's like, "Oh, are you go? Oh, why are you caping for Putin? Why are you? Why are you just Putin propaganda talking points?" And it's like, "Dude, Putin's an asshole. Nobody likes him." But it's also yeah. true the United States provoked all this. Like, <laughs> like you right. can't. Yes. It's both like, can be okay. true. Exactly. Exactly. Like, let's imagine a scenario where there's like uh, you know three people in a neighborhood. Uh, two of the neighbors don't like each other, and uh, they just hate each other. But the third neighbor uh, is just like always trying to instigate the other one to go shoot the other one, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, where it's like, you know, they're just like the, the neighbors like poking and prodding, just trying for to get something to happen. It's like, yeah, if the other neighbor goes and shoots the other neighbor, yeah, that's wrong. But that doesn't mean that the other person wasn't instigating it. You know, that's you know not what? like they weren't trying to get them to shoot each other. It reminds me of my brother. My brother told a story about him and a few of his friends going out to the bar. And he spent the whole time. He wasn't drinking uh, very much. He was nursing a beer the whole time, basically. And uh, his friends were getting hammered. And he spent the whole time trying to provoke fights. Where he was like, <laughs> he spent the whole time. Like, there was a guy there who, like, uh, like he, he was having a disagreement with uh, my brother's friend. And my brother's telling his friend, like, hey, man, you going to take that shit off him? Hey, man, I wouldn't take that shit off him. Are you kidding? Me? Like, you got to, what are you doing? And the guy, you, you know what? You're right, man. You're fucking right. I'm not going <laughs> to. And he's just, and. It's exactly that. Where it's just like, look, if yeah. if the friend goes over and hits the guy, yeah, he's, he's an still asshole. responsible. Yeah. yeah, he's still responsible for that. But like, also, <laughs> it wouldn't have happened if my brother weren't sitting there going, "Hey, you gonna take that shit? You gonna take that shit?" Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. It's like it's the difference between uh, you know necessary and sufficient uh, in like uh, ca- causation, right? Where it's like, yeah, um, you know. Just the goading itself, like trying to get uh, these two countries to attack each other or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that is a necessary condition in all this, I believe. It doesn't, but it's not sufficient. So the exactly. blame is still, you know, you, you can still blame Putin uh, for the th- for the aggression he's causing to the Ukrainian citizens and stuff like that, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, there's a good argument to be made that none of this would have happened without the goading. The Here, we can do this. Uh, we can count up the dead. 
and we can ap- yeah. apportion the blame to, uh, to some percentage to Putin and some percentage to the U.S. and some percentage yeah. to Ukraine, and then and then yeah. everybody's happy, right? Because everybody's responsible yeah. for all these fucking dead people, right? Yeah, right. Like, that's what it's matters like, here. Yes, yeah. It's like the the Ukrainian government uh, when they go and they kill like Russian citizens or something like that, or just any citizens in general. They are not justified when the Russian government kills Ukrainian citizens or any citizens in general. Uh, they are not justified. Both these things can be true. They're not in contradiction with each other. Uh, yeah. And it, it's just like that's how it is. It's also uh, useful <laughs> to understand why these things happen. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. In, in the same way that it's useful to understand and go back and look at what happened, what were the diplomatic arrangements in the Bismarckian sort of uh, uh, system that was built yes. in Europe that led to World War One just upon the assassination yes. of one guy? How does that happen? We should understand right. this. The it's same right. thing here. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, these these are like uh, these people are acting the same as like uh, the right wingers did when we would think about okay, well let's let's why did Bin Laden uh you know uh why why did the nine eleven attack what was Bin Laden's motivation behind them? And they're like, You're just simping for Bin Laden. You're yeah. just trying to justify. Why are you covering for Bin Are you saying nine eleven was America's fault? And it's like, well, I mean blowback sort of definitionally, yeah, it is kinda a little bit at least. I, it's I, I yeah, in the sense that the, this wouldn't have happened probably without that happening, but it doesn't mean that Bin Laden hook for the actions he took. Exactly. It's like you know, it's like if I criticize the the Treaty of Versailles or something like that, I'm not justifying Hitler and World War Two. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I mean, that's something nobody wants to fucking talk about. Well, what what, what, what caused what caused fascism to rise in Germany? Well, uh, uh, I mean, the economy was falling apart because of a bad treaty that they signed. They had all these kind of problems, and then a guy comes along and he says, "Here's who we can blame about it," and they all liked it. As the fall of the Weimar Republic was kind of dependent upon these factors, we should kind of understand these factors. And then as soon as you start naming them, everyone's just like, "Wait a minute, that sounds a little bit too much like the world we live in now." Now I'm afraid. <laughs> I I was actually um, in an argument with someone of like uh, this was actually in August when the whole um, Japan thing was going on, but they were and somehow it got spiraled into Germany or two in general. But um, they were talking about how the Treaty of Versailles it was actually too lenient on the Germans. They oh. thought they thought it was way too lenient, and that's why World War Two happened. Is we just didn't crush them enough. <laughs> and see if we had just wiped them map Dean completely, every man woman. Germany, then that wouldn't have happened. Then, yeah. you know, we could have avoided World War II. Yeah. Because obviously, if we just wipe out every single person there, uh, you know, that's not going to cause any bad consequences, surely. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you kick them, if you kick them harder while they're down, yeah. they won't yeah. become more angry and come back even worse. That definitely won't happen. Right. That's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, um, this is the other thing, too, is like if you base all this stuff on national, like the idea that, okay, so maybe you don't get Hitler and Nazis in 1930. Like maybe that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? If you, if you absolutely crush this country. But do you think that they're not going to develop some sort of internal um, mythos about the rest of the world? And all that same shit happens, but like in 1950 or, or whenever. Like, right. like the, this, this or- idea that that's still not going to come back to bite you is insane to me. Right. Also, uh, the neighboring countries are going to be like, oh, wow, that, that USA, that, or, you know, England, or, you know, the UK and the States and stuff like that, uh, they're dangerous. Uh, yeah. They're very dangerous. And we should, you know, 
build up a force to potentially resist them because they're obviously like genocidal (laughs) or you can spend billions and billions of dollars occupying the entire region for the rest of forever and that certainly won't create resentment (laughs) yeah that's not going to cause resentment that's not going to cause terror attacks that's not going to cause your economy to suffer yeah none of that certainly not isn't that so crazy i i remember i i remember thinking about this because like so many people deny blowback uh that blowback is real but blowback is the very uh, like blowback is the very mindset that people have when they wanted to go blast the Middle East. It's like, yes. hey, we got attacked. We got to go make these people pay for you know what happened yeah. uh, with no regard for innocent life over there. They're like, we just got to blast the Middle East. And by the way, blowback isn't real. The idea that these people would be wronged and then attack us—that's just insane. Now we got to Now those people who wronged. Uh, Glass their land yes. and burn their children. Burn them in <laughs> nuclear hellfire. That's how yes. angry I am that they just drove planes into buildings for no yes. reason for at no all. No reason. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're they're accepting that the blowback. They're uh, you know fine standard of blowback, uh, but they're not. Ex- they won't accept that it's it can happen to someone who's not them. <laughs> right. It's just it it. Uh... Again, yeah. everything. I guess this episode is about brain pretzels. I like that's yeah. what that seems to be the running theme on this episode is brain pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, because that, that's what all of it seems to be rooted in. All of it seems to be rooted in this idea that that people are people just deluding themselves into thinking shit that is so just mm-hmm. logically untrue. Like, like the case cannot be made. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Ah, um. Anyway, yeah, that 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 happened. Uh, so we're all gonna clap for a ninety-eight-year-old Nazi in the yeah in the thing. I'm, I'm thank just, him uh, for his service. Yeah, thank him for uh, thank you for his service. Uh, <laughs> oh god, Jesus! Honestly, I think part of that too is like just goldfish memory, where it's like mm-hmm. if there was somebody fighting Russia. On the eastern front of World War II, whose side were they probably on? And it's like, I, don't, I can't remember back that far. All right. I know is yeah. we're fighting Russia now, Russia bad now, so Russia bad then. So anyone fighting Russia then, also good. <laughs> this one goes out to the brave Mujahideen fighters. Yes, exactly! Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the brave fighters of the Mujahideen! <laughs> This film is dedicated to the yeah. fighters of the Waffen SS. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh shit. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the brave fighters of the Mujahideen. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> An apology is owed to every Holocaust survivor and veteran of the Second World War who fought the Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> and an explanation yeah. must be provided. <laughs> As to uh, how this individual entered the hallowed halls yeah. of Canadian Parliament. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> like, did no one run a background check? Not a single soul oh, uh, man. ran a check on. Hmm. How did who? What did this guy do? What? Did, who did he fight for? Oh man, that is. Oh, oh it's so fun. It's fucking clown world, man. Oh, it's so yeah. funny. Oh, the hallowed halls of Parliament. You know, he never would have got in if he was wearing a hoodie and shorts. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> then we, we would not thank him for his service. If yes. He was, no. Uh, absolutely you know. not. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wonder if he had been there in his uniform. Like what? Yeah. It's said. like. Yeah. It's like Hugo Boss representing, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> uh, like. Hugo Boss. What are you wearing? Oh, I'm just Hugo Boss, of course. <laughs> Who are you wearing? Yeah. Hugo yeah. Boss, of course. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And then you know, it's like, oh, of course. Welcome right through. <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh, that's funny. Oh, these people are so stupid. The hallowed <laughs> halls, man. It's it's the exact same thing, dude. It's the exact yeah. same thing. No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would man. be really funny if this was like some like intern who like got this guy here and just wanted to play a joke on all the stupid idiots uh, in attendance or something. <laughs> like the, no, like the news, like the news organization yes. that was like, uh, we found out the pilots of the Malaysia airline yeah. crash. We, we too we low. Too low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long. <laughs> Holy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still one of the by the way that's still one of the best media clips of all oh, time so um, good some moron journalist just they idiots. read it they didn't pick the woman she didn't pick up on it not not once no, the, like no. what was going on she was just reading it right off the prompter yeah <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck uh, was one of them yeah yeah <laughs> Bing dang. <laughs> Bing dang. <Ow>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Oh, these. <laughs> that would be funny. I really hope he was invited. By... Hey, um, we have a veteran of the last Ukrainian war against Russia. I want, do you want us to invite yeah. him and you can call him out? And it would be really cool if you did that. Yeah, <laughs> don't you think it would be cool if you honored this this Ukrainian veteran of the yeah. last time they fought Russia in earnest? That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Bring him on down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, that's a that's a very. Fu- I hope that's what happened. That's yeah, the, in my head. That's what happened. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm always hoping for the funniest possible scenario. Uh, so. Honestly, though, like, I understand there are people who are really upset about this, and I understand that, but it's just like, uh, what this, to me, is just, it just kind of proves the thesis of just, like, these people are dummies, and they have no right to lead you. They have no right, right. to have authority exactly. over you. They are retarded. They do shit yeah. like this. Yeah. So I don't understand why you're offended. Why do you expect these retards to not be retarded? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, 
it's always so great like when you can see uh you know politicians like just like uh like step on a rake right it's great oh, I, yeah I, and it's like you know like look i can understand people who are upset by this like you know uh genuinely i can't understand that but for me i find it funny just because as you said it makes these people look like idiots they look retarded. yeah it proves the point yeah it absolutely yeah. proves the point yeah. where it's just like these people have no right no right at yeah. all to 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 have any authority yeah. over anybody and and that's this is you know it Evidence of that. <clears throat> Evidence yeah. of that. That they, they have no no standing at all. Right. Uh, so I understand I understand people that are mad about it, but it's like it was, why would you expect anything else? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. That really but I will say that is really one of the wild stories I think I've read in a while. Oh that, yeah. that actually happened. Like a lot of things had think about this. A lot of things had to fall into place to get to that point to oh, where yes. that man is standing in those halls and they're applauding him and thanking him for his service. <laughs> Thank uh, you for your service is the fucking killer, dude. <laughs> 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 and Zelensky like fist bumping the air when oh, it's yeah, yeah. Just, just, just a, yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. Hell Great. yeah, you, yeah. I, I, Zelensky knows what. There's no way Zelensky doesn't know what that means. Right, a 98-year-old yeah. man, Ukrainian, who fought Russia. There's no way Zelensky doesn't know what that means. There's yeah. no way do he think, doesn't have do the think, cultural context for that. Do we think Zelensky doesn't know that there are Nazis in his army? Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's 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 crazy to me. Yeah. <sighs> yes, the, the the core of his whole thing is Ukrainian nationalism. Of course, he knows there's Nazis. Right. It's just. Ugh. So that's what makes it weird to me, too, is you would expect him to just kind of stand there and maybe golf clap. But he's like yeah. fist fist pumping. And it's like, dude, you know what that means. And yeah. And this has been a thing. Again, this isn't some like new thing. This has been a long standing thing in Ukraine. Like, um, do you remember John McCain when he went over, uh, in Ukraine and they did the salute, the Nazi salute? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the same guys that he was like photographed with. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same thing. This is a strain of, of Ukrainian nationalism that's existed since World War II. They never dropped yeah. the Nazi thing. Yeah. You know, in certain areas, certain people, sure. But, like, it's, it's always been a presence there. Yeah. And again, I, we shouldn't have to say it, but obviously we're not saying, like, even most Ukrainians are Nazis. And we're not trying to, like, justify oh, anything like that. But it just, but the, the hiding of the Nazis, the covering for them is a yes. big problem. And the fact that people are doing it is really disgusting. It's incredibly uh, disgusting. And yeah. hypocritical. And, and damaging, yes. really. I mean, you're... Right. Ugh. Yeah, I just... Ugh. Anyway, that's all I had. But the... the this, uh, this whole story just made me laugh. It made me laugh yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up, sir? Um, uh... I don't think so. I don't think I did either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, nope. I, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything. Oh, uh, I don't know. But we, I don't think we talked about on the show that, that just a small thing that alien that they were showing off in Mexico. Or oh, we never brought uh, it up. That? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it turned out to be cake. <laughs> Did you hear about this? I thought that was a Photoshop. I thought they shopped it into oh. cake. 
I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh... Watch the video. Wait a minute. This isn't real. What? That's not real. Somebody made that. Somebody made that cake. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's really funny. I'll put that. Yeah. I'll put the video in the notes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, and the F that F thirty five that got lost. The pilot had it on autopilot and ejected, and then it just like disappeared it, it, it somewhere just, yeah, in South crashed. Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. They they, I, it, think I think they found uh, it. Yeah, but but it yeah. was it was just it was it was the funniest little bit where she's like, "So we lost an F thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> the memes were like me going out to find the F thirty five, like people were just doing the. <laughs> <laughs> the photoshopped in somebody's driveway. If I found that, I'd sell it on Craigslist. Like, I'd, I'd be, I'd be oh, yeah. gone. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that was one of the funnier things I've seen in a little bit out of the military. We, we, we just lost a whole ass F-35. How many billions yeah, the, of the dollars ghost, have they the spent ghost, on that? Yeah, lost the F-35 in America. He came over here to give, you know, <laughs> uh, some rolls just as a thank you, and he he lost it. Please donate to the Ukrainian <laughs> SS fund and help us. Did you see, speaking of those aliens, did you see that, you know, the guy says that he got them from Peru, that they were Peruvian mummified aliens, right? Mm-hmm. The, the country of Peru... Is is basically like, bro. Um, did you steal our fucking mummies? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, legit. This dude, the guy that the this dude who showed off those aliens is a huge grifter. Like, and he's been doing this for years, oh. trying to find paranormal stuff to grift off of. And and he apparently the Peruvians are like investigating him. <laughs> like, did he actually steal mummies from us? Because like that's been oh. a problem. <laughs> So they're trying to figure out if like that he is, faked it or if he actually stole their mummies because that's criminal if he did. That is wild. That's <laughs> wild. That what a way to like out yourself. You're like, you know, that's like that's like you know when pe- some people do a crime and then they live stream their like the the loot on Twitch that they got or something like that. You yes. know, it's like that. It's like and here's <laughs> I I pulled this out of the void and it I just randomly and it's like huh. We lost that exact amount of money. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a fucking bank robbery, and you go fucking deposit yeah. the, the the exact amount in cash. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Anyway, that, that was a uh, that. Yeah, we didn't bring that up, but that was so funny. The people, I I wanted it to be. Here's the thing. I suspected that they weren't real, right? But mm-hmm. I wanted. I wanted enough people to believe that they were real, that they became real. You know what I mean? Like I wanted it to again, and I wanted it to be broadly believed. I don't know why. I just think that's the more entertaining outcome. Yeah. Uh, There is one other thing we can just mention in passing. Uh, I found funny. Canadian police find drugs, firearms, and the dread blade of the Lich King in in someone's possession. Um, (laughs) Can you post a photo of it? It's a... this man should be freed. Uh, yeah, man did nothing wrong. First of all, those are no. all hunting rifles that he's got. Like that's all. Yeah. And by hunting rifles, I mean like classically understood to be hunting rifles. They're all bolt action. There's mm-hmm. a shotgun in there. But these aren't like these aren't quote unquote assault rifles. There's one AR. No. Yeah, yeah. There is the yeah. Yeah, there's one AR there. I see one AR in there, and everything else looks like a bolt gun. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, he did nothing wrong. He should be free. Uh, yes, he has. He does have actually quite the sword collection. I see two machetes with sawbacks yeah. uh, along the spine. I see one uh, obviously mall ninja uh, like heat treated mm-hmm. blade that is uh, like the like the chameleon heat treat. I don't know how to how what that's actually called. And then uh, yes, the 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 uh, the dread blade of the lich king is right there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Very based. Yes, yes, actually. This is quite yeah. a collection this man had. Yeah, yeah. And they took his they took his Kindle Fire too. Oh <laughs> look at the tablet. <laughs> oh they did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's quite a that's quite a collection of items. That is. Yeah. This is this is the most like boomer. I like how the article is from P- the article is from PC Gamer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the RCMP. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we found him, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we found the Lich King. <laughs> Wait a minute. They found the Blade of the Lich King in a raid. Oh, yeah, they did. They looted <laughs> it out of a raid. They did. <laughs> I wonder what the drop weight rate is on that. <laughs> Back in my day, those were called ninja looters. And, uh, <laughs> they were not they were not highly regarded people. <laughs> he ninja looted the blade of the Lich King <laughs> yeah. out of the raid. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> RCMP out here watching Asmongold videos. <laughs> oh man! Oh fuck! That is funny. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Okay. All right. Was that all? Uh. Yep. Yep. I think that uh, was it. I'll put yeah. the I'll put the cake in the. Okay. Yeah. In the notes, because that is very funny. Um, yeah, in the PC Gamer article, Canadian police find drugs, firearms, and the Dread Lich King in a raid. I I also did want to say about the alien. It looks so funny to me because it looks like he's making the uh, face. Oh yes, <laughs> every time. It's just yes, really. Funny. God, it's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Let's do plugs. I'm getting hot. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ace underscore Argus on Twitter. I'm on a little bit of a Twitter break. Um, Ace Arcus dot Blue Sky dot uh, a, sorry Ace Arcus Blue Sky dot social and Ace Arcus dot Substack dot com. Are you back on Blue Sky? I know you were taking a break from both. Uh, I'm going to be back probably in a day or two. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's good to detox from that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, Pacing Jessica, J-O-U-S-K-A on uh, Twitter at Pacing Jessica and at, on Blue Sky, PacingJessica.BlueSky.Social B-S-K-Y.Social uh, The show at T-E-T-C show on Twitter and uh, T-E-T-C dot show on Blue Sky and um, I think that's it. <laughs> Later guys. All. Have a good one. Peace y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.